Thanks for listening to Middle Aged and Mediocre. I'm Cash. I'm Joel. And uh, we are a podcast about all things strange and unusual, death, UFOs, and other creepy, Cults. weird, random shows. There you go. Yeah. Not uh, just naming things in the room. Oh my god. There's a cult of ghosts. Hey, it's Joel. That's Snark. Over there, that's Cash. This is the intro. <laughs> this is this is our pod. This is our podcast. It's called it's called Middle Aged and Mediocre. And that's you know you summed up all the information <laughs> that people need to know. I think yeah, who we are. It's a podcast. What we, what In case we- they were confused what they were listening to, like this is a weird intro to a song. Right. Like there's not going to be any music. Just, there was. There was the music. Yeah. The music. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, this is like a weird, this is a weird break in, in a song. Like, the music's not coming back. Maybe. It's a podcast. We might, throw back the end. <laughs> we might feel like harmonizing here in a bit. You we'll never see. Know what, we'll do on this. what are we doing on this podcast? Uh, fuck. We fuck all <laughs> <the> podcast. Yep. <laughs> well, not yet. Verbally, we fuck your ear holes with our words. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Smarsh sent me a video the other day of somebody uh, talking about like what you like f- what all people do on a successful podcast, something like that. You know, uh-huh. the girl didn't mention pee holes once, <laughs> so I don't understand <laughs> what she's talking about. Even uh, I, and it was a girl. I think it was. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, uh, I think it was what's her name from Morbid. Oh wow! Okay, um, Alana. Yeah, Is that one of them. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the other one. Okay. <laughs> I listen to Morbid. I don't. Uh, yeah, you don't. Me. You don't remember people's names though, because no. you don't respect people enough. <laughs> no. to it's not people. that. Yeah, that's what it is. you told me. It's you're like, yeah, not I don't care. That. it's not that. It's I have to wear a name tag when I'm around you because that's the only way you'll know that I'm cash. Who? Ah, yes. Who? So, yeah. I know Schmarsh, mm-hmm. Elena, and uh, ah, oh, it's like her little cousin. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're really making it feel good. Oh, like, I'm sorry. She's like her little partner. Like it's like my number one podcast, though, on, uh, on Spotify. Podcast. I mean, I listen to it. Uh, they, they they do stuff. An, hosted by an autopsy they, technician. They never. They, yep, they don't. They have music, too. They do, yes. <laughs> She's the hairstylist, the, the non Elena uh, one. I think I follow her on Twitter, too. <laughs> Just go on. They need a Wikipedia page. Because I don't have a computer to like think of things to talk about. Because they do not put their names. Ash. Ash. Yeah. yeah. Ash and Alana. Yeah. Elena? Is it Alana Elena. Elena? It's Elena. Elena. Yeah. I didn't think it was Alana. You didn't correct me, though. You were like, <laughs> yep, I'll go with it. And then I'm afraid to correct anyone in today's world. I don't want to be canceled for trying oh, to correct you. No, I'm just saying. I don't, I'm don't. i not trying to get into anything. I just didn't want to correct you because maybe you were right and I was wrong. I don't know if you get canceled. For, well, you do. You actually yeah. do get canceled for being wrong now. So, yeah. You're Especially right. if you think you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> so, anyways, what's up? So, I'm, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. Joel refuses to talk now. I don't know what is up. Uh, Fucking Super Bowl. Saturday. Today. No, Super I mean. Saturday. Today's Saturday. Yeah. Tomorrow is Super Bowl tomorrow Sunday. Super Bowl. Yeah. So. Uh, Rams versus the Bengals. Yeah. And I, I can't remember if I asked you. So I know since, like, uh, the Bengals are another Ohio team. Uh huh. Are you. Well, not just another Ohio team, but another AFC North team. But the other team has Odell Beckham on it. Yes. So who are you rooting for in this game? I am rooting. I don't know <laughs> the Bengals overall. I'll okay. say just because fuck OBJ. Yeah, I don't want that guy, that guy to get a ring. I tried to give you a card that you could burn, and you wouldn't do it. I'll take it today. I think I okay. thought I've been thinking this with things to do with it. Okay. Well, uh huh. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and grab it now. It's not worth any money, is it? No. It's a Browns player. Cards aren't worth any money. They say he's, they are now. But he's not. the worst though. Mm-hmm. He just gave up on his team. But again, maybe the Browns... And they're like, oh, the old Odell Beckham Jr. is back to his old ways. And then he immediately went out and like 
scored bunches of touchdowns. Yeah, he's runs. got touchdowns and stuff, but I mean, same amount of yards, pretty much. He's just getting more touchdowns. Well, that's all he cares about. Yeah, that's and, what wide receivers want. And there's like, uh, he just didn't run the routes right. You know, there's just <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. There's that video where like Chubb scored a touchdown. And they're on the sidelines, and OBJ's like, man, I want to score some touchdowns. And Chubb's like, man, I just want to win. Yeah. And it was like, It's easy to say when you're the guy scoring the touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But fuck OBJ. Fuck the Rams. If they win, I will set the entire world on fire, and I don't give a fuck about anything. Man, you should not admit that. That's a lot of fire. <laughs> I know. The whole uh, world. Yeah, I'm with the Bengals, too, though. Okay, I good. See the Bengals win. I like Joe Burrow, but I like. See, I thought you placed a bet about Stafford and the Rams, like in the preseason. Uh, no. I thought you did like some sort of Matthew Stafford Super Bowl MVP or no? I MVP had Matt Stafford or... uh, regular season MVP. Oh, okay. And I ended up cashing that out that was when smart. I realized that that's not gonna happen. Yeah, all slick back hair and Rodgers won it. Yeah, yeah. His it's, his hair slicks back real nice. It's a fancy suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw something on Twitter. Uh. Ah, shit, it was a meme. It had that picture of him standing in that suit. And it was so dead on, and it was really dumb for me to bring up if I can't remember what it was. But it was funny. So, you know, you guys can imagine. Was it about the, the I think you should leave sketch? No. sketch? Okay. I see a lot of pictures of that where his hair slicked back, and he probably likes sloppy steaks. Like sloppy steaks. Uh, he used to be a piece of shit. Uh, but no, uh, I do like Matt Stafford a lot, though, so I would... I kind of want to see him win a Super Bowl because he went through so much shit in Detroit for so long. Well, not this year, though. Hopefully on a team without OBJ. <laughs> yeah. And I do want the Bengals to win. It'd be the first time since 86. 80. I hope they've never won the Super Bowl. Last time they were in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 88 so, or something. 80, we, yeah. looked, we looked it up on the Lost episode, yeah. I think. Yeah, there was a Lost episode. A couple people have heard it. If you really want to hear it, let me know, and I'll send you the link. Uh, it was just kind of – like, other than the fact that we – dove into cancel culture and I didn't want to uh, post it because of that. Uh, it also just wasn't a very good episode. I, I, I really, I thought the PS2 story was pretty good. Oh, that was the <laughs> We can retell it. If you really want to retell nah, it. Nah, we already told it. Well, so that's on the last episode. Yeah, so. so if someone wants to know about the PS2, yeah. holla at your boy. Yeah. Not me. I'll send you, I, I have it uploaded Cash. to Google Drive, yeah. so I can send you the link. He'll come over and just retell it. <laughs> Yeah, I have it. I wrote it all. I typed it all out. So I'll read you the uh, transcript. He's got puppets and stuff. He's got to get on the table. And he's got a puppet for me and a puppet for him. And he'll do the episode for you at your house. That's what we do. You guys don't see this because we don't have video. But that's what we're doing right now. We hold puppets up to the mics. Hey. So are you going, speaking of Super Bowl, uh-huh. are you going to any Super Bowl parties? Nah, probably not. I'll have Lily. So we're going to make uh, homemade pizza with my mom before okay. the game. And I'm just going to go home and. Okay. Maybe watch it. Like, take Lily with you to watch the game? Because if Lily's going with you, you don't want to tell her. I mean, to my, that she'll to be good, good at my mom's, but then we'll go back to my house before the game starts. Okay. I'll just see. me and Lily, no parties. Well, I mean, but is she watching the game with you? She's probably not. Okay, because if she was, there's some <laughs> rules that you could tell her. All right, I, I love to tell her rules, though. <laughs> yeah, I feel. She's so, always a teenager. Dad. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Dads love rules, right? Yeah, well, for sure. Faux show. Faux show. So, uh, I found... Uh, my house, my rules! Okay? <laughs> Don't talk back! All right, Dad. All right, Father. Walk, come back here and walk away like you got some sense. What does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes you don't like how they walk away. I You're was, like... I was the kid walking away that wasn't <laughs> like some sense. Uh, Their arms are just flopping <laughs> everywhere. Head snapping back and forth. So, I, I found some uh, the Ten Commandments of Super Bowl Party Etiquette. Oh, okay. So, uh, I, I don't know if I'll go to one either. Uh-huh. Last time I went to one, it was a weird time. Um, a lot of Republicans. Yeah. And it was the year that the Patriots, like, all the stuff about Tom Brady and Donald Trump had come out. So, like, by default, the Patriots were their heroes. Yeah. <laughs> it was a weird time. Uh, I didn't have a, I didn't know, I didn't enjoy it. R.I.P. Tom Brady. Maybe. He's already maybe not retiring. Oh, yeah. He said he, so, yeah. he, said he really <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so, number one. He retired for that day. He's like, look, I am not playing football today. <laughs> yes, today. Today, I am not playing football. This you know season. what? The rest of this week, I'm, I'm, this I'm retired this week. Yeah, retired from this season. <laughs> yeah. So, you ask your host how you can contribute. Okay. So, uh, you know, what does that mean to you? 
Like maybe someone's someone's like taking up too much landscape on the couch and you gotta yell at them, you know? Or they're so, like, they're eating too many chips. So you ask. Double dipping? Hey, host of the yeah. Super Bowl party. Who you need roughed up? Would you like me to be the enforcer? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm the party enforcer. Yeah, there you go. People love the party enforcer. Uh-huh, yep. Yeah, all right. Coasters? You said I'll fucking hit someone right in the head with the coaster. They'll just put a drink down and I'll just be like, hey, dummy. And bam, frisbee a fucking coaster right into their head. You make a hell of a party enforcer. (laughs) Number two, bring your dish in disposable plastics or a container you won't miss if not returned. Okay. So, you know, none of your fancy glassware. Now, here's how you get around that. You fill your hands up as much as possible, and when you get there, they have to provide a bowl, and then you just, like, oh, like okay. let it, yeah, you, oh, you okay. dump it all into the bowl. What would you bring? Probably some uh, uh, buffalo chicken dip. Everybody so you, likes got that. A, you got a double handful of chicken dip. Yep. <laughs> and then I fucking get there. Oh, what you could do is where you pull your shirt up. Uh-huh. You gotta fill your shirt up yeah. with it, uh-huh. and then you don't have to worry about a container. You don't have to be like, "Oh, can you? I'm gonna go, but you know, can you like, do you want to take the buffalo dip out and wash my container for me? You don't have to worry about any of that because you get there, they have the container, and you you slop it in there. Yeah, you slop it right in there, and then everyone can enjoy your your buffalo chicken dip. Now, I do have a question for you from a logistical standpoint. <laughs> okay, how do you transport it to the home of the party host? It's just in your shirt. You just hold it. So you're like one hand driving. Yeah. Well, you you. I mean, you would. When you drive, or you walk on the whole way. You would need you would need some help. You probably would need to drive. So you you have to come get me too. Okay. Leave your party and come get me, so I can bring this dip without a container. Gotcha. Hardly an inconvenience. (laughs) No. Uh, Number three, remove your ball cap during the national anthem. (laughs) As enforcer, I will make sure. People take their hats off. You remove it or you will lose it. Yeah, yeah. Sir, oh, yeah. Adams. I don't even think you should wear a ball cap inside someone's house because that's disrespectful. Right. Especially if it says <laughs> Cleveland on it. I feel like that's even extra oh, disrespectful. I mean, there, yeah. Uh, number four. You don't have a party enforcer here. That's true. I need one. I really do need one. You're busy. I'm off the clock so, right now. Yeah, I can't, I can't wear two hats at once. <laughs> Podcaster and podcaster and party enforcer. Uh, number four, move away from the front of the big screen. But also, if you want to be the center of attention, you kind of need to be in front of the TV. It's true. Yeah. And what if it's not a big screen? Yeah. What if it's just a regular like a normal? Uh huh. So, speaking of like being the center of attention, uh, this past week I went to see Dwight Yoakam in concert. Uh, Good show, really good show. There was a fucking dude, though, front row. Like, you know, we had really good seats. We were up on the balcony. Yeah. We weren't crowded. So, you know, this guy wasn't completely bothering me. But, dude in the front row (laughs) spent most of the show standing up, facing the crowd, like, trying to, like, get them into the show. Oh, my God. And then, like, if people didn't do, like, the thing, like, you know, he'd be clapping, and he'd be like, come on, yeah, clap. <laughs> if people didn't do it, he'd, like, wave them off, like, oh, fuck you then. <laughs> oh, my God. The whole show almost. He was a party enforcer. Like, he thought. He was there to, party. yeah, I mean, someone's got to enforce the party. He was a shit enforcer, because no one did anything he wanted. <laughs> uh, That's so cringe. Just, like, just let people enjoy it the way they're going to enjoy it. Now, I will, there's a little description here for this move away from in front of the big screen. Uh, if you're not interested in the game, but still want to socialize, go into another room where you can chat with guests more interested in the buffet table than Maroon 5. But seriously, you may want to rethink guests not interested in watching Maroon yeah. 5. Don't, don't give your lame pansy-ass friends over for Super Bowl parties. If you're not a Maroon 5 fan, you can fuck <laughs> off, is what they said. Because they did, like, one halftime show yeah. or something? Okay. Uh-huh. Right. I, I, I just mute the TV, you know, and then I'm like, motherfuckers got to pay attention to me now. Right. Yeah. Every time there's a big play about to happen, I like to mute it. Yeah. Guys, I just remember this funny time. Like, as soon as there's a touchdown, I can see the pass going, and I'm like, oh, let's just... Use that. Yeah. Actually, let's just turn it off. And commercials? We ain't got time for commercials. We don't need to watch the commercials. Uh-uh. Or the halftime show. I'll do the commercials. Number five. Yep. Throw away your trash. That goes without saying. Uh, although, 
Yeah, I think maybe the least you could do is take your trash back home with you. <laughs> yeah, well, you fill, up, uh, fill up their trash. Now, th- this is one that I don't like. Or, like, hide it in the house so that way they think it's clean. Like, and put, you're it, put it like, behind some pillows on the sofa. You're activities for later. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice of you, actually. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're like, oh, look, here's a place from the party. Text remember them, like, the remember the party? You say, like, hey, did you find everything? <laughs> and they go, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, you'll, you'll figure it out. You you'll haven't figured it out. Uh, number six, take good care of the powder room. Powder, like the cocaine? So, put down the toilet seat, replace the hand towel and the towel bar, and then don't leave puddles of water around the sink. Leave the restroom in better condition than you found it in, and alert your host if the bath bath tissue needs replenishing. Oh, like if you dropped a big deuce? If you go to a Super Bowl party and you say almost any of those words, <laughs> you are being kicked out of that Super Bowl yeah, party. Yeah, that's the last party you've been invited to. Uh, number seven. You got the, so weird about the bathroom. Be a good got really weird about kept calling it a powder room. Like every time uh, someone would go in, he'd come tell me. Every time he came back out, he was like, "Use all the ta- use all the toilet paper again. <laughs> Needs more." I could just tell it was in his pockets. He was just wound up putting it in his pocket. <laughs> his whole shirt was filled with it. <laughs> and it was covered in that bean dip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number seven, be a good sport. There's a difference between friendly oh. banter and offensive chatter. Keep your language G-rated and your voice friendly and upbeat. Suck my dick! Hey, you! Hey, suck my dick, man! Yeah! OBJ fucking sucks! Yeah. Suck my dick! Uh, oh, they don't talk like that in third grade? Well, maybe they should! Demonstrate good sportsmanship whether your team is winning or losing. You were invited to help foster a warm and friendly environment. No, you weren't. We're down 28. This is fine. This is terrific. This is awesome. I love your house. I'm glad I'm keeping everything warm and friendly. Yeah. That's Another I- interception. Oh, he tried. He's doing his best. He's doing it. I'm not going to lose all of my money on this. <laughs> Keep your hands off remote control. Well, yeah. That, if you're the guy, be like, oh, what else is on? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I think AFC has a Walking Dead marathon going. Let's check that out, guys. <laughs> Bet only what you can afford to lose. I don't see really how that has anything to do with that. <laughs> At the party, yeah. Like, look, guys, there's going to be a lot of people coming here looking for money here in about five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> what do you got? I told you that you're all going yeah. about 500. <laughs> I named all of you guys. You have jewelry, cash. <laughs> I mean, these people are out for blood. <laughs> Yours, mine, anybody's. anybody's. Uh, no, and then last but not least, and I'm going to let you interpret this. Okay. Because it leaves it up to the imagination, I think. Number 10, thank your host in several ways. Several ways. Mm-hmm. So one way is by saying thank you uh-huh. verbally. Okay. Verbally. Um, <laughs> I guess you could like... Um, Need several, Joel. Need <laughs> several. Like a, stuck on I think a nice back rub a back is a good, a good yeah. way. Uh, Two more, at least. I want to be think. You need to rake the leaves that are outside. Okay. Like, well, about midnight. Yeah. When the game's never uh, over. So you're going to go out and rake the leaves before you head over. I, I appreciate you inviting me so much. Where's your rake at? Never mind, I brought one. <laughs> I need one <laughs> It's well, what I brought the, the bean dip in. It involves mouth to ass. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> That's what you, I knew it was what you were looking for. No. I edged you. Was that edgy that I waited until <laughs> the end? Like you were giving it every time. Sort of. The rake one almost almost got me. Uh, I'll, get, I'll let you know what this person says. Okay. So. Maroon 5. <laughs> no thanks. The hostess gift is number one. I have never went to a Super Bowl party and been like, here is your gift. <laughs> Here's your gift, I sir. For you. <laughs> I'm sure everyone else here brought you a gift. Uh, number two, a verbal gesture of appreciation. You said. You Thank you. Hey, thanks. So that one makes sense. Uh, a follow-up call is number three. Damn, it ain't over. As soon as you get out in the car. <laughs> oh, hey, Jerry. Then when you get home, hey, 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 you awake? Did I wake you up? Shit, man, I'm sorry. I just wanted to say thank you. And then when you wake up to piss at four in the morning, call him again. <laughs> like, man, you remember that Super Bowl party? Whoo, how are the moves out front? They looking good? Looking All right. Good. All right. All thank right. you, buddy. 
what that ass do. Uh, and then last, if you really want to impress your host, send a thank you note. Oh. So. Just a note? Don't you need like a letter? Like where you fucking send it by pigeon? You should probably get it notarized. <laughs> that way they know it's officially from you. Yeah, you gotta get it stamped or like an envelope. Yeah. That's so, so much work. For the record. Uh, Just stay home. If I ever throw a Super Bowl party. Uh-huh. And anyone that I invite does like any of that. Like ninety percent of that whole list, probably not gonna ever invite you back. <laughs> I mean, like, I, there's some things like stay away from the goddamn remote. That makes yeah, sense. But, yeah, yeah. So, I'll be a party enforcer, so we'll make sure that this stuff. You have like a uniform? <laughs> you have like a specific uniform? No, not really. I think you need. One. I'll, okay, I'll make one. Get you a badge. I feel like I need a tie. A tie. So I mean, I stand out you at the, the party. The old days of having your clipboard all the time. Clipboard, yeah. Yeah. Oh. You really have some authority. Yeah, that clipboard, that affords you a lot of uh, authority. went to your head a bit. <laughs> uh, you have clipboards, people think you have answers on that clipboard. That's true. And you had nothing, <laughs> nothing. in there. It was just blank paper yep. all the time. Just strikes, against, just strikes against people. I put someone's name like, that's strike one. <laughs> if I circle it, that's strike two. And I fucking put an X through it, you're done. Alright, so Joel's kill list. Not that you guys are interested. Speaking of killing, you want to get into a story? Yeah. Well, I got a story this week. We haven't had a story like all year. Yeah, it's true, actually. No, didn't we have the. I don't uh, know. We had one, I think. Did we? I don't know. I forget these as soon as. I forget as soon as we're done. No one listens to this. I hope not. Okay, so we're going to talk about old Ray Copeland. He okay. was born in Oklahoma, somewhere in Oklahoma. On December 30th, 1914. 1914. What were you doing back then? I, my daddy wasn't even alive back then. <laughs> uh, my daddy's daddy was may have been alive. Yeah? He's dead now, so I can't ask him. Right. I mean, we could do a seance. Yeah. Try. Ouija board. You give up to me, I think. Ouija, are you with me? So. Moment or moment. The Copeland family moved around often throughout his childhood. What were you doing in 1914? I was digging for gold. Okay. Up there in them damn mountains in the San Francisco. You way. look you look good for being like 900 years old. Yeah, it's not 900 at all. It's pretty close it's to nine. It's pretty close to 900 years. Uh, they eventually settled down in Arkansas around the Ozark. Why? Place. They just ran out of money. Is I that what? Arkansas now. This is it. I don't know how to spell it. How you spell it? You're looking at it, but you see how to spell it. Arcane I don't think I can. Or so it's A R uh-huh. K A N S A S. It is, isn't it? How? What the fuck? We need to get to the bottom of this. Arkansas. No, we are Kansas. They're like we're Kansas. We're like we are Kansas. Oh, you're Arkansas. Ah, you got us. Uh, so typical of other children who grew up during the Great Depression, he left school in the fourth grade to help support his family. That's got <laughs> fourth grade. How old are you? Uh, you're like five when you start kindergarten. Yeah. So nine, six, seven, ten, eight, nine. Imagine having a job at nine years old. <laughs> uh, as a result, he remained functionally illiterate for the remainder of his life. Many of his friends and family. Uh, would frequently describe him as being quite spoiled, not to mention very demanding. He was 20 years old when he committed his first crime. He, stole he committed crime before he was 20. Probably. This was the when did you uh, commit your first crime? Uh, Seriously, you, you ever steal from stores when you were a kid? Oh, like, sure. Yeah, steal well, some candy? I don't know, probably not, actually, because I, oh. was, I was a very good kid. I stole shit from stores. I, don't think I, probably, I doubt I did. I was probably like 12. Yeah, so, I don't think I ever did. Um, I might have, but I don't... What'd you steal? Fucking candy bars okay. and just stupid ass shit. Yeah. Just to, no, just to get was, away with it. I was like a very goody two-shoes. You fucking pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did when I was a kid. I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but when I was, I was like 11, 10 or 11, and uh, I lived at like the top of this hill. And these, I have no fucking, like, my, my room was in the basement. Uh-huh. And then, like, you know, the, the there was a door in the basement that opened up, and it went down over the backyard, went down over the hill, and there were houses at the bottom of the hill. And I don't remember, like, I have no fucking clue how these kids ended up at my house, because I didn't, I wasn't friends with them, and they yeah. were all, like, 14, 15. But somehow, we all ended up in the backyard, 
of my house and they were taking rocks and throwing them down the hill and like just hitting people's houses. Oh damn. And the cops showed up and they all ran and I was I lived there. <laughs> Where do I run? And I wasn't throwing rocks at people's houses. Uh-huh. Again, I wouldn't have done that shit. But like I, the cops like tore into me. <laughs> like I'm like telling them it wasn't me. But there was no other kids around. So yeah, like so I You got scared straight. I was kind you of, weren't even crooked. You got scared. Yeah, you you got scared super straight. Like that it reinforced my hatred of cops there right off the bat. Yeah. You know, I was like, all right, well fuck all these pigs. So <laughs> that's when everything turned. So blame law enforcement. A C A B. Yeah. Hey cap bitches. Uh so he was right, he, but he was twenty. He committed he his was first 20, crime. He committed his first crime. He stole two hogs from a neighboring farm, then took them to another town to sell them. <laughs> uh, rather than taking accountability for his wrongdoings, nothing ever came of it, and his father just made a bunch of excuses for his actions and kind of got him off the hook. So, as a result of not facing any consequences, he re- continued to steal livestock from farms around the area to turn around go to different towns and sell his stolen uh, livestock. Yeah. So this continued until sometime in the 1930s when he was finally arrested in Harrison, Arkansas uh, for forging... Guns. Blew my fucking mind! <laughs> I can tell. When you looked at me for a second like... AR, in your head. AR Kansas, man. Damn. Uh, he was arrested, though, for forging government checks. He served one year in jail as a punishment. So not long after he was released in 1940, he met Faye Della Wilson. She was seven years younger than him. Uh, she'd been raised in a strict religious family in a cabin located in Harrison. Within six short months, the couple was married and ready to start a family. They had two children by 1944 and moved to California. They'd be fucking... California. California. Before they left the West Coast, they would have three more children for a total of five. So, yeah, they were fucking... Damn! Uh, reports indicate that Ray was... What, a- condoms weren't invented yet? <laughs> I don't like, know. you would have to fuck a sheep first or something? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You something get, like that. You fuck their stomach. And then you get... Lining. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what condoms wow. were invented. I assume a long time ago. But, uh... <laughs> You know, I don't know. I'm not, I don't I'm use them. I'm not a comedy expert. Yeah. Uh, I didn't go to school for that. Uh, so, Ray was, by all accounts, a violently abusive man who beat his children with oh. whatever was handy. So, whatever he could get his hands on, he beat the shit out of his kids with. Uh, one of the ki- one of the Sounds items- like he was just lazy. <laughs> it does, kind of. Like, he should have kept something special somewhere. Like, oh, that's it. I'm going, or- up, to- I'm going up to the third floor to get the beating stick. You know, but he was just like, whatever's close. Call it lazy, uh, you know, call it kind of MacGyver-like. <laughs> he could use anything. Resourceful. To kids. Resourceful. Resourceful, yeah. yes. Uh, I like how you're sticking up for him. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Finally, somebody. Okay. I got raised. <laughs> Finally, somebody is trying to stick up for this fucking piece of I shit. I look up what these things are before I can continue talking so I can have an idea of how bad this was. What was his name again, Ray? Ray. Um... Well, Ray Sunshine. That does not look like anything that would hurt. Oh, yes, it does. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, Ray Copeland. Is Copeland. Who we're talking about. Yeah. So, one of the items he would use, apparently, uh, was a set of cattle kickers. Cattle kickers. Cattle kickers are a device used to prevent a cow from kicking the milker or the bucket while they're being milked. Uh, if he was in the house, though, he would grab a cast iron skillet and Jeez, use that. Fuck! So I looked up what these cattle kickers are, and it's basically like uh, shackles. Ah, all right. For cows' legs, but like it, I mean, it's, you would basically be fucking a chain with the two shackles at the end. Yeah. Well, I'm sure too. It's probably pretty rigid, wouldn't it be? So that way, it oh, couldn't yeah. move one um, of the legs because it's like I'm assuming rusty, like a rod or something. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. You know, fuck them kids is what Ray said. Uh, Faye was, and then a, a and there's five of them, so they could theoretically they could like Voltron up into yes. like a big giant person. Yeah, ah, they just the technology wasn't there. It wasn't there yet. They Not in 1940. Yeah, so they didn't know that Fuck, was a possibility. Man, man. yeah. Hmm. If only Voltron. If only yeah, would have saved these kids. 
uh, but a cast iron. Or Power Ranger. Rangers, same thing with them. The Power yeah, Rangers they, came they the together. Yeah. yeah. They made the, what, the just, Megazord. Yeah, the Megazord. Yeah. You fucking nerd. Mm-hmm. I don't even watch Power Rangers. <laughs> I so didn't either. I just know what the Megazord is. <laughs> uh, you got mega nerd brain. Yeah. So Faye was raised, like I said, as a Christian fundamentalist. Uh, therefore, she believed divorce was a sin. So she also believed that the man ruled over the household. Hence, it's much better to let the man beat the kids and get a divorce. Yeah, yeah than to get in the way or try to. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so she never did anything to interfere or ever did anything to come to the aid of the children. She would later say that her husband was the head of the household. She was just there to bow her head and take it. But I don't think she was getting beat, so no. she wasn't taking anything. She I mean, was probably she afraid to speak up because then she would. She didn't she, want to get to be. She was like, "I said, goddamn cast iron skillet." Don't think <laughs> that hurts. Little bastard can take yeah. it. Uh, I didn't raise no pussy. <laughs> oh, that's awful. The same year. Look, they're all dead. Probably. Oh, okay, good, good. Oh, all right. The kids might be alive. I don't know. Uh, the, the family moved. Wait a minute. So the same year that the youngest child was born, a neighboring farmer accused Ray of stealing his horses. Uh, even He's got he, a history. He does have a history of this. So even though he wasn't arrested and charged with anything, uh, he decided it would be best if they left the area. So the family moved back to Arkansas. Uh, <laughs> A.R. Kansas. But he didn't change his habits at all. Within a month, he was arrested for stealing cattle. He once again served a year at the state penitentiary. Uh, this time he took his entire family and moved them to Missouri when he was released from prison. He was arrested for stealing cattle again a short time later. He He's just, not good at it. He can't. <laughs> yeah, and he can't stop. <laughs> yeah. You're not good at it. He's like, I think I figured it yeah. out. Yeah, now we're in Missouri. I got it. I'm good. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, so this began a cycle of him moving his family around, stealing cattle, <laughs> and then getting arrested for forging checks. So he did this for several years. Eventually, they purchased a 40-acre farm located in Mooresville, Missouri, uh, however, it wasn't Ray who supported the family by working the farm. It was Faye who kept the farm by working outside the home. Get it, Faye? Uh, she worked in a factory and then later at a local motel. She probably was like, look, if I'm not here, yeah. you can't beat me. Yeah, you can't so, fuck me. So you can I'm beat gonna... the kids, oh, no. but I don't get beat. And I'm a good Christian woman for that. She is. So, She's not getting divorced. Yeah, exactly. That's all that matters. <laughs> That's all that matters. Yeah, just don't get divorced. God's like, yeah, your kids are getting beat to death. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Fuck them. Do not get a divorce. Though. You swore to me to love this yes. man. Religion makes so much sense. The, yeah. Uh, so while Faye was working hard to keep the family farm, Ray was working hard to develop a get-rich-quick scheme. Faye and Ray. So look, he's not a hard worker, but he's a thinker. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's a dreamer. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is important. Sure. Uh, he thought he figured out a surefire way to use... I should steal cattle. Here's a thought. <laughs> Here's something I haven't tried. Uh, he thought of, he thought he figured out a surefire way to use drifters to forge checks to buy cattle at local auctions. So with his plan, by the time the checks would bounce at the bank, he'd already had plenty of time to sell the livestock to someone else. Uh huh. Not to mention the drifter would have already moved on to another town. Or you just killed the drifter, right? Well, spoiler. Spoiler. So, he managed to be successful with this for a little while. Uh, he, his luck did ran out. His luck ran out when one of the drifters got busted and confessed to everything to the authorities. Uh, he was again, Ray was again arrested and sentenced to serve more time in jail for forgery. Ooh. Does not learn, though, you know? No. Maybe because he couldn't read. Yeah. If he would stayed in school, maybe he could have figured out what was going on. But So, when he finished this last stint in jail, he knew he had to be more thoughtful about things. So, he is learning. Look, look at Ray go. Uh, he. No, oh, I'm dying. Uh, I'm back. I'm sorry. So he came up with a new plan, and this is kind of how it went. He would go down to the local missions and shelters scattered around nearby towns. Uh, this is where a lot of you know drifters would come in and out of. Uh huh. He would go down there and offer uh, the men fifty dollars a week, including room and board, to help out on the farm. The men that he approached would often feel like he was offering them a really fantastic opportunity, you know, a place to live. 50 bucks a week, that ain't too bad back then. Yeah. 200 bucks a month. Half the time, none of them even took time to even consider the offer. They just said, yeah. Yeah. So once a drifter agreed to the terms, Ray would implement the next part. What if he just called them all drifter? Hey, drifter! Hey, drifter! You drifter! You drifter! (laughs) 
Uh, he would take, you're drifter number two. You're the red hair drifter. AR drifter. I don't know why I talk like this. I'm from Missouri, Arkansas. My name's Ray. I can't read, drifter. But I got $50 for but you. I'm going to go steal that cow down there. Uh, who says who owns a cow anyway? Cows are God's creatures. Cows own us. The only thing God doesn't like is if you, if you divorce the cow. Yeah, don't divorce the cow. Oh, so, man. he would take the man down to the bank. I don't understand why more people don't listen to this. I don't understand either. <laughs> We're hilarious. He would give the drifter a $200 advance. Oh, damn. That way the man could open up a checking account. That's a goddamn bankroll. Yeah, so they could open up a checking account in their own name. And then he would have them use a P.O. box as their address. So then Ray and the drifter would go to the local cattle auction with the new account. When Ray would find livestock that he was interested in, he would signal the drifter to indicate which animal and how much to bid. After the drifter had won the bid, he would pay for the purchase with one of his checks, which would clear the bank at first. Then Ray and the drifter would take the livestock to another area and sell it before repeating the cycle over and over again. However, the checks would not clear the bank after that first initial uh-huh. time. Uh, and this really didn't stop him from trying to do this, though. Um, he already had the livestock sold, and the drifter would have already moved on. So Ray thought, I got a perfect plan here. All my other attempts have worked perfect. No way this one can go wrong. No way. So Dennis K. Murphy was one of the drifters recruited by Ray in 1986. He entered the radar of law enforcement when he was suspected of writing bad checks at local cattle auctions. While investigating the fraudulent payments, the authorities learned that Ray's trailer, not Ray trailer. Oh, man. My little brain perked up for a second. <laughs> like, big, big boss man. man? Yeah, big boss man. I'm doing this. You leave him out of it. <laughs> All right. Uh, although maybe, R.I.P. Maybe he was one of the authorities, and that's where he got his name. Oh. He's like, oh, Ray's trailer. Wait, no. His real name was Ray Trailer, so he didn't get oh. the name Ray Trailer. I just debunked my own theory. So we do here. Okay, good, good. So we did. We debunked our own theories. <laughs> Uh, so the authorities learned that Ray's trailer was seen hauling the cattle away from the auction yard. So they go down to the Copeland farm to question Ray and Faye about Dennis. Uh, the couple told the police that Dennis had written them bad checks too. That son of a bitch. son of a bitch drifter. Drifter Dennis. When they were asked if they knew where Dennis could be found, they said, no, we have no idea. According to them, Dennis had just up and left the farm one day with no forwarding address. And since Dennis was a known drifter, the sheriff believed what the Copelands had to say. Shortly after that, a deputy from another county went to Copeland Farm looking for Wayne Warner, another drifter. And then Ray and Faye told this deputy the same thing they had told the previous one about Dennis. It just keeps happening to us. Yeah. We take these men in, we give them food and home, and they leave us. Middle of the night. Scoundrels. It wasn't very long before the authorities... Uh, discovered that a total of seven men from neighboring counties were involved with a check-forging scheme Dang. sweeping the cattle auction. All seven of these drifters were missing, and all seven had been connected to Ray Copeland. Oh, I knew it! <laughs> you called it. Despite these facts, Ray and Faye maintained their story. I may tried to sell their dead bodies as cows. That one just shaved them. <laughs> Wrote cow on it. No, you see right there, it says cow right on it. But it was misspelled because Ray can't. Yeah. K A W. Now it says cow right there. It says moo. They're just behind, they're putting their hands with their mouths. Moo. Oh, moo. Here, that's a real cow right there. You, you, got, want, you want to milk it? It got uh, shot in the head pretty bad, so you can't recognize the head bar. One udder there, so you just gotta. <laughs> You, That's his dick! You, just gotta, <laughs> you gotta keep working it. Oh, God. Here are these cattle kickers if you want to hook them up. Oh, my God. You can them all day then. Oh, uh, Ray. Oh, Ray. So, <laughs> despite these facts, Ray and Faye maintain their story every time the authorities question the old couple. They, too, were victims of the men and had no idea where any of them could be located. So, I mean, at one point you think a cop would be like, Ray, Faye, this yeah. is the fifth time out yeah. here. You guys sure? If I come out here two more times. Maybe I'm... you guys should stop taking in drinkers <laughs> if they keep ripping you off like this. Uh, I'm done smart, sir. He can't read. He I'd divorce be, him. He can beat his kid. <laughs> yeah. 
The Copelands managed to get away with their version of the story until 1989. That's when 1989. Yeah. So golly. Uh, Last I mean, time the Bengals were in the Super Bowl. This is Missouri, though. So, yeah. you know, what can you expect? Sure. Uh, that's when law enforcement officials rec- received a tip that broke this case wide open. They got to be like 60 by now or something. Yeah, he was born in 1914. Wow. Right? Yeah, 1989. That's so, that's like 300 years. years. Se- 75 years. 75 years, this motherfucker. Yeah. So... Uh, the end of it. So there was a tip. That the, the See, he. That, I think it's smart not to learn how to read, because imagine how much shit you're gonna miss, and, and you're just not gonna. Like, you're not gonna stress over it. You don't give a shit because you can't read. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I think seventy-five is dumb as fuck. I think learning how to read may have been one of the dumbest things I've ever done. It probably was. It just set me off. I was like, all right, well now you can read. Now, now you just. I could probably because they they never want you to stop reading. It's like school, then high school, and then college, and You're then right. I have all these books. What I, the fuck are you doing with your life? Just wasting time reading. Sons of bitches, man. Sons of bitches. If I could go back and just change one thing, I'd never read again. A big dick. I'd never <laughs> read again. <laughs> oh, but man, if I changed my book reading. I'd have missed out on some Pizza Hut pizzas. Yeah, that's true. Because I read a lot of books to get free pizzas. Yeah. I wouldn't be as fat. I lied about reading a bunch of books. <laughs> get free pizzas. I'd be dumb, illiterate, and thinner. Yep. So, win, win, win. Sure. I think. Sure. I'm not. I'm not smart enough to know if it's a win. You got so much time on your hands. So, all right, reading <laughs> stupid. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. Well, now that we got to the bottom of that, let's take a break. Okay. Let's get an ad in here because that's what everybody's been dying to hear. I'm gonna forget how to read real quick. We need to make money. Yeah. Oh yeah. So <laughs> now that we're too stupid to read, we need monies. Uh-huh. So let's get that. Okay. But hey, we're back. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> we just told a story that's better than anything we're gonna record. I can't repeat it on here. <laughs> So, unfortunately, I'm sworn to secrecy. Sworn to secrecy. Uh, well, you didn't keep it secret from me, motherfucker. I didn't need to hear that. I needed to put it on YouTube. <laughs> oh, you put it on me. Because <laughs> you'll forget all. You'll forget it. <laughs> yeah. After tonight. I hope so. So. God, I hope so. Where are we at here? So, law enforcement have received a tip. That, 1989. 1989. That have broken. The, that breaks this case wide open and exposes the truth. Uh, the tip came from a man named Jack McCormick. He made the call to Missouri from the great state of Nebraska. Nebraska. <laughs> Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska. Jack told the authorities that he believed he saw what appeared to be human remains on the Copeland's farm. When, motherfucker? A search warrant was obtained and cadaver dogs were brought in. However, their, return, their efforts turned up uh, nothing. They came up empty-handed. Empty-handed. So, nothing to show for the search efforts. Dogs don't have hands. <laughs> That's true. They're good boys, but they don't have hands. <laughs> they are good boys. Uh, so, with their... Nothing to show for the search efforts. Empty pod. Law enforcement officials decided to bring Jack into custody so they could question him. Uh, during... The, which, I mean... I don't know if they had to arrest him. They could have just been like, hey, do you mind coming in? Yeah. <laughs> uh, during the questioning, he recanted a statement about seeing human remains on the farm. However, he did start to tell them about something else. Jack gave them all the details of the cattle auction scam Ray had recruited him for. So that's how he even knew about them. He was in Missouri at some point. He he's just like, he's like, I'm going to wait 20 years. I'm going to wait till I get... I'm going to wait again 20, 40 years. Well, he might have just been around him. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, he could have been one of the last that they tried to do this with. And he got away. The motherfucker 75 still scamming people? So... Jack explains the process to the investigators. He states that he was deathly afraid of Ray... Uh, apparently, one night, Ray asked Jack to go w- with him to a neighbor's uh, barn to help shoot a raccoon. According to Jack, Ray had his twenty-two bolt-action rifle with him when the two went over to the other farm. Somewhere along the route to the barn, Jack became highly nervous and decided to keep an eye on Ray. Uh, when he bent over with a stick to coax the raccoon out, as Ray had instructed him to do, uh, he did let his guard in a little bit. He goes, hey, you kind of look like a raccoon to me. Yeah. So when he turns around, Ray has the rifle pointed right at his head. Hell yeah! Jack claimed he only managed to get away when he told Ray he would leave town and never return. That's all it took. Oh, okay. The other guys really should have probably tried that. Uh, (laughs) The other guys were like, I'll never 
never leave here. Yeah. You better kill me now, Ray. <laughs> however, I, mean, I wasn't even going to, but man, now that you say after all that. <laughs> so, however, he told Ray that he wanted to make good on the bad check that he had written before he left, though. So that's when he managed to convince the older man to take him to the bank so he could deposit his own earnings into the account to cover the cost. Don't know why Ray went for any of this. Other than yeah. He's a dumb asshole. He's a greedy sack of shit. Uh, so Ray agreed to let him and actually drove him to the bank. <laughs> hey, now hard feelings about us yeah. shooting you, yeah, you know. buddy. <laughs> Once Jack was there, he managed to sneak out the back door and made his way to a used car dealership nearby. Upon arriving at the car lot, he convinced the salesman to test drive a car. <laughs> the salesman agreed, and Jack test drove the car all the way to Nebraska before he stopped to call the police. And he started a life with that man. And they're still together. I love that he was like, I need to call the police, but I need to get to another goddamn <laughs> yeah. station first. Like, once you get to the car lot, just use the car lot phone, right? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, oh, that, that the fucking salesman. He's like, uh, just turn around here. We'll head back to the dealership. Oh, he, oh, oh can you can you turn around here? We'll head back to the dealer. Can you, this exit here. We turn around. I gotta check out the gas mileage on this thing. Yeah, like I, I like that he left out the part where he stole a car when he called the authorities. <laughs> well, I just imagine a test drive. They always go with you, don't they? No, not anymore. Okay. Well, this isn't anymore. This is 1989. That's true. Yeah, you, you weren't even alive yet. I was. Your daddy's daddy wasn't even alive it was yet. <laughs> How young do you think I am? I know I look very young. You're 12. I look like 15. Uh, I wish. Although they couldn't recover any remains on the Copeland farm, other things were starting to add up to the investigators. There were seven missing men, all of which were wanted for writing bad checks at local cattle auctions. Each of the disappeared individuals had a connection that could be traced to Ray Copeland. Around the time the authorities were interrogating Jack, they received another tip. This tip came from a local resident informing them that Ray often worked at a neighbor's farm. Recently, one of the barns located on this farm had begun to emit a foul odor similar to a deceased animal. So law enforcement... You know it smells like a deceased animal. A dead person. Oh, yeah, I didn't put that together. <laughs> Good call. Bom, bom, bom. You make a hell of a detective. I would. Party enforcer and detective <laughs> and podcast host. Uh, law enforcement got a search warrant, went over to this property, and inside they find a shallow grave uh, with skeletal remains Lazy. of three men. Yeah, couldn't even dig. Like, dig a, get your kids out there. You got five kids. Be like, be like your punishment tonight, you either get beat or you're going to dig the whole deepest hole you can dig. You want to get hit with this cast iron skillet or you want to <laughs> yeah. dig a hole? Yeah. Uh, all three sets of remains showed evidence of a 22 caliber bullet hole in each skull. So they were not... Maybe they came like that. Maybe that's how they were born. I'm not a doctor. Then they found the remains of two... Are you? Oh, you are a doctor, okay. Uh, they Still. found the remains of two other individuals in other areas. One was located in a different barn. The other was located at the bottom of a well. Good After, friend. Your, your friend lets you use his farm. You're like, I'm going to keep my dead bodies. bodies. <laughs> uh, so after discovering the remains of the missing of five of the missing men, the authorities returned to the Copeland farm to search it again. This time, the warrant allowed them to explore the house as well. Inside the house, they discovered clothing items that belonged to the men and a list of men's names that had been tucked neatly away in a camera. camera. Always keep a list of the men you kill. Yeah. Always. Always. You need that for yep. some reason. Sure. Uh, some of the names on the list had an X next to them. <laughs> Cross a line right through it. We after I you. killed them with a twenty-two caliber. Yeah, My this name date. is Ray Copeland. <laughs> do not let me tell you I didn't do it. This is me. I am Ray Copeland. I did it. I will Sure, I don't know how to write, but I did learn how to write these specific words and on no this date. Yes. Uh... So almost Love every, Ray. Almost every one of the names on the list was a man who wanted to be connected to the cattle auction scam that Ray had cooked up, and Jack had given them details. Since all of the remains belonged to transient men, identifying them was difficult. Almost all medical and dental records were either ancient or non-existent. As a result, the authorities had to resort to other means to make positive identifications. Uh, for instance, Dennis Murphy was identified by the odd shape of his... Dick? Jawbone. Jawbone. Not <laughs> dick. He basically had like one of those little, uh, like you know, people that looks like their chins got the like, Jay Leno up in. 
No, like the opposite. Oh, okay. No chin. Yeah. Okay, but like yeah. even more. like oh, negative. James L- Ellsworth? Negative. Yeah, James Ellsworth. Okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> Nobody will get that reference. But but you're like, oh, yeah, sure, James Ellsworth. I, know, I can picture it in my head. Google it. So Let's include a picture of James Ellsworth. I refuse. <laughs> okay. Uh, so then forensic science would later be used to determine the bodies of the remaining three victims. John Freeman, Paul Cowart, and James Jimmy D. Harvey. They also had an that ex- last one sounds really cool too. It does. Uh, they all all of those people had an X next to their names on the list. Oh man! So in 1989, Ray and Faye Copeland were each charged with five counts of murder. Prosecutors chose to try both of them separately with Faye's trial first. Uh, the jury found her guilty on all five counts. And she was subsequently sentenced. But she didn't divorce him, did she? Not uh, once. Well, she's going. She there's no prison in heaven. That's she's going to go to heaven. We don't know that for sure, but <laughs> wouldn't that be some shit? Uh, so she was found guilty and sentenced to death by lethal injection. Ray's trial was after that. It ended with the same results. After receiving his sentence, 76-year-old Ray Copeland and his 69-year-old wife, Faye Copeland became America's oldest couple on death row. 69? <laughs> Real nice. I don't think they did a whole lot of that, because that's why they had so many kids. Uh, maybe maybe that's how it started. 69. Maybe that's how it started, 69. Maybe. Uh, according to one of Faye's sons and her attorney, she was married just... <laughs> according to one of their sons, they, did not, they definitely did not, 69. <laughs> she was merely an old lady <laughs> who happened to be married to a devious murderer. Yeah. Uh, they don't feel like she had anything to do with it, nor does she know anything about what her husband had done. The jury convicted her based on two small pieces of evidence. Uh, one, the list of names found in the camera case. Two, a quilt made from clothing that had belonged to the deceased men. Those were the two pieces of evidence. Why the fuck would you make a quilt out of the clothing of the men you kill? Because they were... What they were, the flying they fuck? They were very dumb human beings. Ray and Faye. <laughs> uh, they can tell by their collection of skulls. <laughs> so the, the attorney and the son uh, maintained that Faye suffered from a textbook battered woman syndrome. Yeah, case. see, I can see some of that too. She but too also, fuck her. was one of Ray's victims, you know. Faye's attorney tried to argue that she had the classic learned helplessness that made her unquestionably compliant. Uh, it was common for her, no matter what Ray said or did, not to ask any questions, and she was always terrified of what might happen. So, you know, it was probably his dumbass idea to make a quilt. He was like, nobody's yeah. going to expect a quilt. Yeah. Like, they'll never look at that. I want to remember every man I kill. And I kill quilt. To, I don't know how to make a quilt. Quilt. Kill wilt. Uh, quilt. The prosecutor must have seen something because they approached her with a plea bargain. In exchange for her testimony, she would get a reduced sentence. However, she turned it down, saying that she didn't have any information she could give them. According to her son... She's one turn, down bitch, man. She's she's down for her man. Yeah. According to the son... I'm sorry I called her a bitch, but I mean, just she, that's just... That's some, that's some HBIC shit right there, man. Right. Uh, she's down for her man. She couldn't tell them where the other bodies were buried because she didn't know about any of the murders. Uh-huh. So, Faye was even evaluated by a psychologist who stated the older woman was a classic example of a female suffering from battered woman syndrome. However, the psychologist's testimony was excluded from the trial on a technicality. Therefore, the jury didn't even get to hear the evidence about the abuse Faye had suffered at the hands of her husband. Nor did they learn about how Ray had complete control over his household. Uh, How do you leave that out? So, the theory is that Ray most likely told Faye to write the list. Since, uh-huh. you know, he couldn't. Um, That's true. She was most likely tasked with anything that required any amount of reading and writing. It's believed that Ray would even tell her which names to put an X beside. But I can still see her not wanting to know and not asking. And not asking. Yeah, like, and he's not going he to he tell her. Yeah, so when it came to what the X meant, it could mean several things, such as the man left or he no longer wanted to participate in the catalog. Yeah, it means like, you know, X going to give it to him. Right, yeah. Yeah, she might not even know, you know, for all she knew. X going to give it to you. So, in regards to the quilt, many maintained that it was innocent in nature. In Faye's eyes, the men had left. They happened to leave their articles of clothing behind. She grew up during the Great Depression, so, you know, waste not, what not. Yeah, maybe it's a list of men that donated to the quilt. And we, we got we got all Jim Bob Jim Barini's jackets to put next by Jim, his name. Joe Bob Jim Barini. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'm most sad that he died. 
Uh, Not Jim Bob Jim Marini, anybody but him. So yeah, uh, he died in. Um, let me see. He died. He died in like '93. I want to say. Ray. Yeah. Damn. And then she uh, suffered a major stroke in 2002. Uh, wow, she lived for a good little while then. She was granted a compassionate release to be allowed to go live in a nursing home for the rest of the, her life, and then she died later that year. They like keep all cows away from her. <laughs> yes. And if she starts making lists, put next to her. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I think she probably didn't know. Yeah, I don't. Um, I, I don't think she was out there hiding the bodies in the farm and no, shooting men. And she just. Or she did know, but she didn't know what to fucking do. Yeah. Like, you know, he's going to be here with a cast iron skillet. So yeah. I'll just stay here and shut up. These are just drifters. What is, you know, what does it matter to her? That's cold to you, Josh. Hey, look. That's man. ice cold. Drifters. Hey, that's 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 the best defense. Hey, you know what? You're right. Fuck them drifters. If I ever if I ever go on trials, I'm gonna do. Hey, hey, hey. Whoa, hey, whoa, hey, 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 hey. Ray and Faye Ray, Faye, hey, America's oldest couple in death row. Congrats to them. Sixty nine and all over the place. Yes. Mostly Arkansas. If you want a 69, do it all over the place. Yeah, all over the place. Start in one place and then do it everywhere. <laughs> Just roll. <laughs> Just roll. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's uh, the story uh, of Ray and Faye Copeland. Cool. Now, I do have uh, kind of a feel good. Let's play the music. Well, so let me. Okay, let's, let's play the music. Uh-huh. So, feel good, hit that music, and go. Feels good. Feels good. So, uh, I do have a feel good, but let okay. me say this. It is um, a bit of a dark feel good. I need it all. Technically, it's a feel good. Okay. But, so, it's a short one. We're going to feel something. Yeah. So, and uh, it's a short one. I've now, said both of those things. I don't think you participate in this, but I know you've seen it because everyone has seen it on Twitter. Uh-huh. Uh, but Wordle. Wordle, I do not participate. Yeah, the current... I used to like the game Lingo on the game net. The, the, which is what it is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. The game show network had a show called Lingo that was pretty right. much just like that. So right now it's the current obsession. Uh-huh. I, I play it. You do. and you'll It'll be like first thing in the morning. You're like, Wordle. That's what I do when I first wake up. It's only one word a day, right? Uh-huh. So why do you blow your load first thing in the morning? Gets my brain kicking. Why don't you save that load for like middle of the day? No, 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 I need the, I need the wake Get up. Get a midday load. I need the wake up. Load. Okay. <laughs> Today. So. Say no more. I'll be here tomorrow morning. <laughs> well, no, I don't do it. I don't. Well, the weekends, as you'll notice today, it probably didn't get posted until like 1.30 or 2. I've been on Twitter. I'm so, only on Twitter at work. No, weekends, no. No mornings. You'll, you'll load whenever you want. I load in the afternoon or in the evening. Yes. All right, so Wordle. But so Wordle. Uh-huh. A lot of people bitching about it. Feels good. You know, a lot of people go online. God forbid anybody likes Oh, it. yeah. Someone enjoys something. Yeah, then there's, you. yeah, you're the dumbest piece of shit ever. You're rotten fucking hell for <laughs> yeah. Go fuck yourself to your enjoyment. But Wordle. I don't feel that way. I'm right. like, cool. People so, have Wordle something. leads to the rescue of an 80-year-old woman held hostage by naked intruder for 17 hours. That's the headline. Say it again. Wordle. Leads to rescue of 80-year-old woman held hostage by naked intruder for 17 hours. Isn't naked intruder a band? Mask intruder. Mask intruder. Okay, keep going. So every morning, Chicago native Denise Holt sends her daughter Meredith her daily Wordle game results. Oh. She probably doesn't have Twitter connected, so she sends them to Meredith. But when the 80-year-old failed to send her Wordle results on the morning of February 6, 2022... Meredith became convinced that something was terribly wrong. Sure. She attempted to text her mother several times, but never received a response. Meredith, who lives across the country in Seattle, called the authorities and requested a welfare check. At 9.40 p.m., officers attended Denise's home and found a window pane on the front door completely smashed in. After an hour-long standoff, authorities were able to subdue the suspect by using a stun gun through the hole on the front door. 32-year-old James H. David III was arrested for aggravating kidnapping while armed with a dangerous weapon, 
home invasion with a dangerous weapon, and aggravated assault against a peace officer, there is a mental health evaluation pending at the moment. So James allegedly broke into the home while completely well, naked. I mean, it doesn't seem like a sane person. No, probably not. Activity. The most sane. Yeah. Uh, he was completely naked when he broke in, and he cut himself in the process, actually. Oh. Denise, who was sound asleep in bed, was awoken by the bleeding man as he waved a pair of scissors in her face. Dennis or Denise tried to remain calm as James allegedly climbed into bed with her. He then forced her to bathe with him in her nightdress, cut the phone lines, and locked her in a windowless basement bathroom for 17 hours. Damn. Although traumatized from the ordeal, Denise was found physically unharmed. She says that he took two knives from my kitchen. He told me he liked those. I didn't think I was going to live. I'm very lucky. Yeah. So, you know, uh, it doesn't feel good because she made it through. Uh-huh. Uh, she's fine. I'm sure she is fucking traumatized. Yeah, that probably is, doesn't want to be alone very much after that. I'm assuming she will move. I think <laughs> she could probably move in with Meredith in Seattle. Yeah. Know? Or she might be a badass. And she's like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Let's some motherfucker try to roll in here again. Now that, I know. Yeah. Now I know. I'll wordle a motherfucker. <laughs> I'll wordle. Myrtle, so, wor- they call it Murder Wordle. <laughs> Myrtle Wordle. Myrtle Wordle. So you did bring up that uh, it was a game show. Uh-huh. So, now, so the game, if anybody doesn't know out there, it's a free puzzle game. Uh, you have six guesses. To, uh, five letter word. Five letter word. Um, recently, it was brought. It was bought by the New York Times for a lot of money. Uh, the inventor was a guy named Josh Wordle. Wordle. W-A-R-D-L-E. He created it for himself and his partner, who loves word games. Well, I mean, he also didn't create it because well, so, it's, see, that's what I'm it's literally lingo. So the New York Times spent like millions of dollars on uh-huh. it to buy it from him. Well, I guess he made it into the app game. So, I mean, that's... How, but is that like... Yeah, so it's pretty much exactly so like I lingo. Made, like an app game, kind of like Wheel of Fortune? Kind yeah. Like Wordle of Fortune? What, yeah. Wordle Word spin. Word spin. Wordle, Wordle spindle or something? Word spindle? Yeah, like, so I don't know how, I think at some point, the whoever made the lingo is going to be like, all right, well, now we're going to sue the New York Times uh-huh. because they own a thing we made, and they didn't give us millions of dollars for it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know why everybody's so mad about it. Chuck Woolery, baby. I don't know if that's, if he hosted that or not. I, no I I keep seeing people mention that lingo show. Yeah. I never watched the Game Show Network. Well, I even use, like, the same kind of bubble. It's like, exa- it looks like yeah. the exact same yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cancel them! Oh, no. Here we go. Why? I getting canceled! Oh, cancel Joel over Cancel! Uh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. All right. There's only a cancel Wordle! Yeah. People are so mad about it. I get it, kind of. Like, you see, if, if you see enough people, they're constantly posting theirs. Yeah. But just move on. Yeah, can't you, like, put that, like, doesn't Twitter have something where you can filter out certain things? Just filter yeah, out Wordle. Like, I think you have to, like, filter out words. Oh, okay. So there's no words, so there's just Wordles. Wordle, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so a little bit of a feel-good. She, yeah. She's fine. I feel great. That dude, though, you know, who knows what's going on with him. I feel so good. Do you? Yeah. You don't seem like it. You seem like you're lying to me. Not you, buddy. Not me. Never you. Hmm. So how does that make you feel that you wouldn't lie to me? What does that mean to you? Feels good. <laughs> okay, we just brought it back. <laughs> yep, brought it back. All right, well, you got anything before we get out of here? I didn't have anything when I got <laughs> here. So I don't have anything now before we get out of here. Yeah, maybe you thought of something. <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay, well. Sorry, that's the point you, Dad. I thought you were Dad. Oh, I'll be Daddy tonight. Are we both Dad? Hey, we'll take turns. We are. We did decide that we are Smarsh's fathers. Yeah. I forget why we decided that, but it is a thing we decided. I just so it just felt natural. It did. Actually. Yeah. So we brought him into this world. I'm claiming them. I'm, I'm claiming them on my taxes this year. Are you? Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. I got. I'm getting dicking with your returns this year. Uh huh. It's the worst. That fucking stimulus shit fucked my taxes up. All my taxes go to my ex for back child support. Because she definitely needs it. Well, maybe I have an extra. Say a little prayer for her that she makes it until she can get that extra money of my child support, of my tax returns to pay for that back child support. Say a little prayer for her that she makes it. Well, I mean, if she's using it for the child, can you, like, dictate that it has to be used for the child? I can't dictate anything. Oh. 
I'd say that should be like a clause. Where yeah. It's like, I, show me. Show me. That yeah. Use for the child. Ramen noodles is not that expensive. I mean, unless you, that's I mean, what she eats. Is that all? Is that all she? Eats? <laughs> that's not all, but it's a lot. Ramen of. noodles are gross. She loves it, my daughter. Well, it doesn't okay. cost much to feed her then, so you really shouldn't have to spend that much time. Oh, support. I shouldn't. <laughs> I'm no lawyer. Oh, let's get out of this. Let's get the fuck out of this. Well, all right. Oh, you unzipped me. (laughs) I unzipped myself. All right, we gotta go. I'm unzipped. unzipped. 69 all the time. Thanks for listening to Middle Aged and Mediocre. I'm Cash. I'm Joel. And uh, we are a podcast about all things strange and unusual, death and UFOs.